Good morning, church. Mate, I reckon you guys are the remnant over here. You guys are amazing. Everyone else has been giving a shout out to section C. How about section A and B? Let me hear you. Woohoo! All three of you. So good. Do you reckon we should speak with British accents as well, Mike? Oh, I might struggle with that one. <laughs> I only speak video? Southern. <laughs> so good. How's your week been, mate? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I was one of those challenging weeks. I can't, yeah. you know, jump up and down and say everything was glorious, but, you know, we, we made it through it, and, um, yeah. you know, God helped me, and I'm feeling wonderful today, so praise yeah. God for that. Awesome. How good was worship? Mm. Ah, man. Just so grateful, I think, because, you know, as, as we all know, there are so many churches that aren't able to be open this week. And the fact that we can come together, that we can worship together, that we can just praise Jesus as a community, even though there are masks on, just to be able to do that is such a blessing. Um, you know, Mike, we, we've been talking a little bit about what we wanted to share today. And it, as you said, it is kind of halfway through our church year. And um, as, as I was thinking about it, as I was praying over what we're going to deliver um, church today, I, I was reminded of a quote from one of my favorite commentators. And she writes this, she says, We have nothing to fear for the future, except as we shall forget the way the Lord has led us and his teaching in our past history. And um, some of you may have heard of the author who wrote that. Her name was Ellen White. And, and she wrote um, that phrase to, to a church who was trying to grow and trying to move forward, right? And she says, hey, that's great. That's amazing. But if you don't look back and see how God's led you, you might find that you're struggling for motivation to move forward. Mm. And I think that's something that is um, really insightful for us where we're at as a church. Mm. You know, it's, it's great that we're moving forward, we're doing these new things. But if we don't look back to see how God's led us, if we don't um, reflect on that, we're, 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 there's a chance we're going to miss how he's going to continue to lead us moving forward. Yeah. yeah, a lot of wisdom in that, Lockie. And yeah, I think, you know, none of us can look back and say that things just, just happen. I think, you know, as Christians, we know that, that God's leading even through the ups and downs. And, you know, we can't forget. And I always find it best to look back. Because sometimes you don't see it. You don't see God's leading when you're going through the struggles, when you're really feeling um, a bit uh, down or, or you're feeling um, just the weight of life and, you know, whatever that might mean. And, uh, but as you rely on God and he gets you through those things, you look back. You know, I can clearly see throughout my life that God's been there, even though at times you don't don't see it. Yeah. And so we hope today it isn't just going to be me and Mike sharing a bunch of stuff. Um, it's going to be an opportunity for you also to reflect on where God has led in your own life, maybe what he's been doing recently or what he's going to do moving forward. So we're going to start with a prayer and we're going to get into this, uh, this discussion today. So let's pray, church. Father in heaven, I thank you so much that we can come here, that we can press, press pause. Life is crazy right now. And we just want to pause in your presence, Lord. Um, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here, to worship together. Father, we ask that you would move and that you would speak to us today. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I might just go to the next slide if that's all right, Dave. Thanks, mate. So we're, we're going to start by sharing our vision, right? And, and this is something that you've probably heard a lot. And uh, one of the principles of leadership is that just at the point you start getting sick of talking about it, that's the point when you actually start to apply it and live it out. So, Mike, do you want to share just um, really quickly, what, what is this vision behind us? What is it all about and how does it work? Yeah. 
So, I mean, this has grown out of a vision that was much longer previously at this church. Uh, but, you know, we've kind of tried to simplify it, and, and this is what we've come up with. And now most people know this and have been around long, but if you don't, we, we'll keep saying it till you do. But we, we, want, we exist to draw our community into a loving relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And as we unpack that, really what that's saying is that we need to have a loving relationship. We can't share something that we don't have, that we haven't experienced ourselves. So our goal as pastors and, and the leadership of this church is to help everyone to know that um, they need to have a loving, uh, saving relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and that's so crucial. Mm. You know, there's a, a saying that's been around a lot longer than you've been alive, Lockie, and, and it goes like this. It says, um, church is a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. Yeah. And um, I, I want to unpack that a little bit um, as we go through today. Yeah, for sure. And this word vision, it's not some weird, ambiguous picture that's just in Mike and my minds. It's, um, it's, the, it's our why as a church. It's the thing that undergirds everything that we do. What gets us excited is the, the possibility of seeing the people that are crossing our doorstep every day, going to the train, the people that live across the road there, coming to know Jesus and hear about Jesus. That's what gets us energized and excited as a church. And that's, we call it our why, right? Because it's the reason behind everything that we do is to help people see Jesus and grow a relationship with him. So Lockie and I don't sit up here saying that we are anything better than anyone here. Mm. We are sinners just like all of us are mm. uh, as Christians. And sometimes that's one of the, 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 the roadblocks that people have that somehow they think churches is a, a, a bunch of saints. And we aren't. We, we, we're all sinners. But the, the key is for us to be authentic. Yeah. And I think that's a word in the last couple of years that's really become important in my life. Mm. And it's just to be authentic. And, you know, every day is a new start. And as we share a bit of the journey that we've been going through this year, it's about us trying to help us all to realize that we're all on a journey yeah. and God's leading us every step of the way. Yeah, so good. So we have like our model as a church. Um, and, and this model, if we can just go to the next slide, is what we've set up to give people clarity on their journey with Jesus. Um, following Jesus is a journey. It's not like a, just a decision. It's something that is going to change your life over and over. And Mark, do you want to just share that first step? What's the first step in this model for, yeah, so, for church? Knowing God is what, so we're really just trying to get things simple, you know, because Christianity can be very complex, and there's so many different ways and, and angles you can come at it. But what we've tried to do is come up with a model that we can all know and, and follow. And that first one is to know God. This is, this is the first step. And, and again, we call these steps often, but it doesn't mean that you go from one and you leave it behind. Mm. So you know God, and you continue on that journey of knowing God every day of your life. Yeah. Um, it's an eternal thing, really. We know God for eternity because we're going to go home with him and be with him forever. But, um, you know, the Bible tells us in John 17, verse 3, I think it is, that if, if we know God, that um, we will have eternal life. And, yeah. and, you know, people are always asking that, you know, how do I have eternal life? Yeah. Well, it comes through that, knowing God. And yeah. part of God is, is his son, Jesus, who he sent to save us. Yeah, and so when you come to church every week, our goal is that you would have an encounter with God that you would hear something that would teach you about Jesus, teach you about God's character, and that as a result of that, you'd want a response. Mm. And we've been so blessed as a church this year to have several people make commitments to following Jesus. Mm. Um, that's come to fruition in things like a profession of faith or a decision to follow Jesus or baptisms. And that's what, we're, that's what we want to see. That's the first step, right? It's, it's we want to see people coming to, to know God and then respond to him by, by committing their lives mm. to following him. Mm. And as we know God, we're filled with his joy. 
And, you know, and that's one of the things I think um, as Christians, we should be the most joyful people on the earth, even in this pandemic we're living through. Because this shouldn't really worry us. We know there's going to be trials. We, we knew something was coming. We didn't know it would be COVID-19, but we knew something was going to happen. And we know there's going to be more things that are going to happen. Yeah. But that's just a sign that, hey, Jesus is coming soon, and we're secure in him. Yeah. Through his grace, he saves us, and he's going to lead us each day. So, you know, that's a wonderful way to live our lives. Yeah, and the very next thing that God wants to do in your life when you decide to follow him is start to change you and to make you new. Right, that's part of following Jesus. And that comes to step two, which is about find freedom. Every single one of us have parts of our lives that we need freedom or healing in or, or from. And that, that's what the second step is all about. It's about how do we find freedom in Jesus? Because he offers it to us. So as a community, we want to embrace that and walk in that freedom. Yeah, so you might say, well, I'm free. You know, Australia is a free country or, you know, wherever I come from, America originally it's known for freedom. But, but what the Bible tells us is that we are all, because we're born sinners, we're all slaves to sin. And the Bible brings it out quite clearly in many places, especially in Romans 8, that, that we all in a battle with our flesh, which is our sinful flesh. We're drawn to things that are, are wrong because we are sinners. Mm-hmm. And God wants us to fill us with his spirit. He wants to free us from that. And, and that's what this finding freedom is about. It's yeah. about us finding ways to encourage each other, to connect with each other, help each other on the journey. And um, the main way we do that, um, I'll have Lockie share Yeah, so it's through life groups. Um, We talk about life groups all the time. You're probably getting sick of me talking about life groups. Um, But that's good because it means it's starting to stick. So just raise your hand if you're in a life group or a Sabbath school group. All right? Awesome. So hands are going up. That's good. I'm sure there are people online who are part of it as well. Um, What we want is for everybody in church to be a part of a life group. Yeah, so that's like no matter what stage of life you're in, where you've come from, how long or how recently you've been at church, we want you to be a part of a life group because it is in community that we're able to find freedom. Mm. Um, you know, God comforts us in our struggles so that we can then go and comfort others, right? And so that's, that's what we're invited into. And so the way we talk about this is we don't say we're a church with life groups as like an add-on to ministry. We say we're a church of life groups, right? We're made up of groups of people. And one of the challenges you have when you become a bigger church is that people can um, feel isolated or feel like they're not seen or they're just a part of a crowd. Mm-hmm. And life groups are a key way that we can show people that they are seen, that they are valued, that we care about them, that we love them. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not in a life group, I'd really encourage you, go onto the groups app or the church app, so where you do your registrations, press the groups button and have a scroll through, see the options there, join a life group because um, they're incredible. One of the things we say is as we grow bigger, and I think our membership at the moment is is right at three ninety nine, and we've been pushing for this four hundred mark for many years, and we're, we're so close. <laughs> but you know that's that's a milestone really for us to reach four hundred members. But as we grow bigger, we got to grow sh- smaller because yeah. that's where the connection has. That's where freedom really happens. As we meet together with groups and we share life for real, yeah. we show up, up here on a Saturday morning. morning. We, we don't, don't really know what everyone's going through. We you know, we don't have time or opportunity really to share in a way that we can really encourage each other and pray for each other and, and say, hey, yeah, I've experienced that too. Let me give you some, some help and we pray together. This is what life groups are all about and, and this is, is, is really the most important thing in our church. Yeah, so good. And so we come to step three, which is discover purpose. And again, you will have heard me harking on about the growth track over the last few weeks. Uh, there are a few people that have now completed. I think we've had about 20 people complete the growth track up to this point. And um, the majority of the feedback has been, this is amazing. 
Finally, I have some idea of what God is calling me to. I have some idea of what God has gifted me for, what, what passions I have, and how I can actually use them to make a difference for God's kingdom. Yeah. And, and this is so biblical. You know, many places in Scripture it tells us how, how God loves us, you know, and how that um, He formed us even before we were born in, in our mother's womb. You know, you're not just here by chance. And I think each one of you, as I look out and I see the uniqueness, and many of you I, I know a little bit, some of you I don't know at all, many of you I've known quite a bit over the last five and a half years, and some here I've even known longer. But, you know, God knows us and He has a purpose. We're here for a reason. Um, he, he tells us that um, we're not here just to flounder around, but He's actually given us each unique skills and talents and abilities that no one else has. And, and this is where we get into that... Um, teaching in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 12 that the, the church consists of many parts, yeah. and each one of us is a part of that. So whether you're a little toe or you know an, a major organ, every part of the body is important for the body to be complete, okay? Because um, you know, even a little toe helps a little bit. And sometimes you know, a lot of you are just doing things. I know many people serve in this church behind the scenes and just do little things that people don't really notice. But I'm telling you, you are important. You have a purpose, and we value you very much. Yeah, and we couldn't do what we do here at church if it was just Mike and I. You know, it would be a lot more boring. It would be, you know, the music wouldn't be as good. Like we wouldn't have a great stage, a great space to worship in. Like we are only here as we are as a church because of like the contribution of everyone and what everyone brings to the table. Yeah. And so as you invite people to church here, and we all have the uh, amazing ability to connect, you know, there's different people that will connect with someone that Lockie and I can't connect with or, you know, someone else can't. But, you know, we, we need to look for people that we can relate to and that we can journey life together and that we can especially go on a spiritual journey to encourage and, and keep God as, as the forefront. Yeah. And so the growth track, what it does is it equips you with the skill set to start that journey and continue that journey for life, of discovering purpose, of um, sharing your faith, of, of, of finding what you were made for. That's what really gets me excited is hear people saying, you know what, when I'm doing this, I feel like I was made for this. You know, that's what gets me passionate and excited, and that's, that's my heart for everyone that does this growth track. So if you'd like to be a part of it, we're doing an intensive tomorrow morning, so you can come here at 9 o'clock, and in three hours we're going to go through the whole growth track. Um, if, if that's a bit intimidating, then we're going to be having some Saturday morning sessions as well and some Monday nights too. So again, come and chat to myself or chat to Pastor Mike. We'll connect you with those dates and make sure you're able to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just our way of trying to make it simple, you know, and, and you discover what are the gifts God's given you. So yeah, we really want to encourage everyone, even if you've been in church a long time, do the growth track. It can, you know, even if you know everything already, at least you know what we're encouraged people to do. Yeah. So it brings us to step four, which is make a difference. Yeah. Right. And I think being a difference maker, leaving a legacy is something that's one of the at the core of who we are as human beings. You know, we don't want to have no impact. We don't want to make no difference. We want to make a difference. And as a church, we're called to make a difference specifically in the area of God's kingdom of growing it, of sharing Jesus. Um, do you want to unpack that a bit yeah. more? Well, one of the key things, and I'll just go back, all of us can make a difference, and you know, we want to provide opportunities for that. But it just popped in my head because I was sharing a bit about this church history. And you know, this church, one of the things that really turned this church around from a, a kind of an older demographic and brought back the young people is when Sean Berkeley came here about 10 years ago, he started a Pathfinder Club. And, um, you know, that made such a difference because it brought in the young kids and, of course, the parents and the families. And that was a pivotal 
change in this church and the culture and particularly the age group. And, you know, um, currently Phil is our Pathfinder leader, you know, does a great job. And there's heaps, you know, I think overall there's 70, 80 people with the Pathfinders and the leaders involved. We've got quite a big club. But it's such an important thing. And, and you know, maybe that's something you could help in. I know that we were needing helpers and Pathfinders, but, you know, maybe it's just being a welcomer in our guest services ministry, which is now, you know, what you see when you come to church, or, or maybe it's what you see up the front here, uh, making a difference by sharing your, your, your skills in, in music, or singing, or, or acting, you know, there's so many different ways, and uh, one of the things I think we're trying to do, which is always a challenge, is to, to find ways to get more in our community, and uh, we really um, want, if, you, if you've got a passion for the community, if you know some needs in the community, we really want to find ways that we can make a difference, not only here for people that come on Saturday morning, but reaching out with the people around Narang and the Gold Coast. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And so that, that's our model and our vision. And what we've got this year is a thing called Walking the Way. And this is something we've been talking about, we've been preaching through. And um, this, this Walking the Way here, they're not just words that look cool together or sound cool together. Um, this is really at the core of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. You know, the way was the word that the early church called themselves. They called themselves people of the way because they were going somewhere, right? They were going towards Jesus, and they, they wanted to be identified by that, you know? And that's how other people knew of them as well. And, and as a church, you know, we want to have something that we're focusing, that we're really going towards, and it needs to be Jesus. He needs to be at the center of that. Yeah, I think the next slide might be the key verse here. And, uh, you know, this is where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And as, as Lockie and I were praying about God to show us um, a direction for 2021, you know, we really prayed and we were walking on the beach down in Palm Beach. And, you know, we felt clearly God was showing us that, that we want to follow Jesus, follow in his footsteps, walk his way. And that's what led us to kind of have this theme for the year. And, you know, it hasn't turned out. We're halfway through the year, and we're, as we reflect back, you know, it hasn't quite unfolded the way I expected. I must say, um, you know, I was expecting, um, yeah, I wasn't expecting some of the challenges. You know, I know many of our members have faced loss with death. You know, that's something we didn't predict. There's people that have passed away in our church family that we didn't expect, you know. We don't know what's next, and I just want to challenge us. Life's too fragile to not know you're right with God each day yeah. and to keep sharing his, his hope with others. Yeah, so the way we do that, you know, Jesus says in John 15, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's what Jesus invites us into. It's, to, it's, it's into remaining in him. And, and it's, not, it's not about striving for the perfect relationship with God. It's not about striving to ticking all the boxes and doing the right things. It's what are we striving for? We're striving for remaining in the presence of Jesus, for keeping him at the center of our lives. And uh, we preached into this theme a lot last year during our Thrive series. But just as a reminder, this is kind of what it's all about. As we're walking the way that we're remaining in Jesus. It's such a beautiful chapter, and I encourage you maybe on your own to read back through this uh, illustration that Jesus gives here in John 15. These are some of the last things he said before he was crucified, some of the last teachings he gave to his disciples, and I think these are some of the most important things. And he, you know, it says there that if we're not connected to Jesus, we're just dead branches. We can't produce fruit if we're not connected to the life giver. Jesus is the way. And I just want to encourage you to stay connected. Then our life will produce fruit. What's that fruit? Well, we're probably familiar with the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, if we can be a church, that's the fruit we're all producing. You know, that's going to draw our community into love and relationship with Jesus because, again, it will be reflected because we are connected to him, the vine. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is we're going to look through where we've been this year as a church specifically, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to discuss amongst yourselves some of the moments that have been impactful for you. So who remembers what the name of the first series of this year was? Anyone remember? It wasn't Walking the Way. That's the yearly theme. Yeah. We had a book associated with it. Anyone remember? <laughs> the Bible? He said the Bible. Amen. So good. No, it was Steps to Personal Revival. That was the first theme we started with this year. Uh, as we were going through this, we wanted to talk about the Holy Spirit and the significance and importance of the Holy Spirit. It can never be overstated enough that we can't walk the way without God's Spirit working in us and through us. And from there, we transitioned to talking about Ecclesia, which was talking about church, right? Us as a church. So we're called out. Not just called out to be different, but to, to have a purpose to make a difference in the world around us. And then from Ecclesia, we went on to Love Well, which finished up last week. And we talked about what does love look like in practice in our own lives. So that's kind of the journey we've been on this year. We've, we've talked about those three topics. And for the sake of time, we're just going to kind of jump over this now. But what we're going to do is just talk about really quickly, what are some of the highlights? What have been some of the high points in our own walk with God over this year so far? So maybe it was a sermon that was preached, maybe it was a Bible study you did, maybe it was a conversation you had, a prayer answered. I just want to give you two minutes now just to talk with the people around you. What was a highlight for you from this past six months? So I hope you've had a good opportunity to share really briefly a highlight. And again, you can continue these conversations after we're finished today. But Mike, do you want to share really quick what's been a highlight for you in your own walk with God this year? Yeah, so, you know, in that um, Steps to Personal Revival, um, you know, really spiritually connected with me and how important that daily being filled with the Spirit every day, just surrendering. And, you know, as human beings, it's not easy to surrender. We want to be in control and, um, you know, to just daily surrender to God and uh, for whatever you face. And as I was just sharing with Lockie, probably one of the things that 
personally, was it been a real challenge for me this year is that um, uh, my wife, Karen, has, um, at the beginning of this year, was amazing, healthy, and, and, and thriving in a way I've never seen her in, in, since I've known her. Yet there's been a real reversal. She's ended up having some real health challenges in the last couple of months and just really struggling. So, you know, these are things I didn't expect and I didn't really want. But yet, you know, that if I just every day just surrender to his spirit, mm. he's got a reason, he's got a purpose. Again, as I said earlier, I think I'll look back and I'll say, well, you know, God was there and helped me through it. Yeah, I think one thing that's really been a, an ongoing highlight for me is seeing the resilience of this church and this community to continue to put in the hard yards to make it possible for us to gather. You know, Mike and I, we get to work with, yeah, thanks so much. Like we get to work with a lot of our key leaders through the frustrations and the changes of um, requirements every week at the moment, you know, and it's just seeing the resilience of our leaders to be like, look, this sucks, but let's, let's make it work. You know, like we laugh about it because if you don't laugh, you cry about it. But, um, you know, just to see the resilience of this church, to keep meeting, to keep growing and to keep sharing Jesus in spite of that, um, it's really inspiring, you know, to see. And, and I hope that it's been a blessing to you, you know, to be here and to be able to worship and um, for it to still be possible. So that's some of the highlights. Hopefully you've been able to share a few amongst yourselves as well. And we're going to transition now to talk about challenges. Right. What have been the big challenges? I'm sure we could form a huge list based off this year. What have been, but what's been like one challenge for you? Would you just share with the people next to you? What's been one challenge for your own walk with God that you've had to face this year? Okay, um, yeah, I hope you've had a chance to share. I, I think there was a lot more chatting with that, so I think a lot of people had some, a lot of challenges in, in, in life's that way often. And I think in these days we're living in at the moment, um, it's probably more than usual. So, Lockie, you want to share a challenge that you've had this year? Yeah, um, one that I think many people have faced, and, and I know because a lot of people have talked about this, it's um, not just the, the tough things that we've been facing, but it's the discouragement that follows that as well. Um, you know, when you face cancelled plans, when you face loss of a loved one, when you face health challenges, you know, it's really easy to go straight from there to discouragement, 
right? And what I've found for me is that discouragement very easily turns into frustration, which can turn into cynicism or negativity, or, you know, and it can just flow into so many areas and become so many things that I don't want to be exhibiting in my own life. You know, and just this morning, I've chatted to a few people and they've had really discouraging things happen in the past week, like just really frustrating, right? And, it, and it's easy to get into a place then when it's like, oh, I just want to get angry, I just want to isolate myself, I just want to get away, you know? But, but as, as I face this, I just see the need so much more for us to come together as a church and just get around each other and support each other. And it's something that we're all called to. It's not just Mike and myself, it's not just the leaders, but every single one of us, we're called to be there for each other, to support each other, to love each other and to care for and comfort each other. And um, again, I've, I've just been so blessed by the leaders and by um, the members of this church. You know, a few weeks ago I talked about I had a holiday that was cancelled and like half the church after, like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, like I really hope that you can, you know, get through this. And I was just so blown away by the support of the church, you know. And I think as a church in general, you know, as followers of Jesus, we can do better to share our struggles with each other. Mm. You know, like it's, it's not something that we need to face alone. Nine times out of ten, the struggle that you're facing is being shared by someone else. And the very fact that we don't share, it actually makes it harder for all of us. So I, I challenge everyone here to, to, to take the opportunity that we have here in a safe space, in a judgment-free space, to, to share the struggles that we're facing, you know, to, to journey through them together. So we're really a place that we're caring for each other and alluding to the statement I said earlier about that churches are not a museum for saints, but a hospital for sinners. And, and really what I like to see us all is being like nurses, you know, being people that are caring for others, not being people that are, um, the way I often put it, we don't want policemen, you know, that you're out writing tickets and judging people. We want to be nurses and doctors healing and, and encouraging and helping people. Yeah, so good. Now, I think another thing I've seen a lot of is just um, the challenges around information and truth and, and everything that comes from that. You know, there are so many discussions happening at the moment about what can you believe, who can you listen to, who can you put your trust in, right? There are so many voices, there's so much chaos in the world around us that it's difficult to know. And I think that transitions really well into where we're heading this year, because the next series we're going to talk about is truth. Mm. We're going to talk about what does it mean for us to be people of truth? What is truth, right? What can we build our life upon? And, you know, how do we live that out in each yeah. day? So walking the way of truth, you know, this is something that... Um, you know, like I think most religions seem to want to claim they have this. But really the only source of truth, and I'll just bring up the next text, is, is God's word. You know, Jesus, these are Jesus' words. To teach them your word, which is truth, in John 17, 17. God's word is truth. And we've got to just keep going back to that. That's what we want to base it on. And so as we unpack this in the upcoming months as we do this series, um, hopefully we can all be walking the way of truth in a, yeah. in a more grounded way than ever before. Yeah, exactly. And then from there we're going to go to talking about faith, right? And we're going to be looking through some of the heroes of faith throughout the history of God's people and hopefully be really encouraged and inspired um, by what they overcame, mm -hmm. right? Not by their own power or strength, but by God and his power working in them and through them. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, you think, think about, about it for a moment. moment. Do, you do you have faith? faith? Uh, most, most of you do or you, or you wouldn't be here. here. You know, how, how much faith do you have and is that faith growing? Because faith, faith shouldn't be something that's stagnant. It should always be growing because you're, you're feeding it and you're watering it and you're, you know, with our relationship, that loving relationship with God. And, um, you know, faith is believing. Everyone has faith, even those that um, aren't Christian. They have faith in something. 
And, and uh, so, so we've, we've chosen, chosen as Christians to put our faith in Jesus and in God's, God's word. And, um, you know, you know that, that faith can grow then. But it's, it's, it's putting faith in something as, as um, Hebrews 11, 1 tells us, in, in being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we can't see. And, um, you know, I, I have never seen God, but I have no doubt. I am completely 99.9999, well, I'll just say 100% sure that God exists that his, his word is true, true. and, and, and that, that um, I, I have no, no doubts. doubts. Why? Because, because I see so much evidence in my own life and his creation and other people. people. And, um, you know, wherever you are, you might not be at that point. point. Maybe you're not 100% on your faith. But we want to help you on that faith journey. We want to help you find the truth and help see lots of inspiring people as we unpack there in Hebrews 11 and unpack some of the um, faith champions of scripture and there's many and, and they weren't perfect again they weren't um, you know the place where they were saints that stood up and, and were perfect they were human beings just like you and me but God works through our struggles he works through our faults and says hey you know I'm a gracious and loving and forgiving God I want you to grow and I want to make you into a better person yeah so we hope that today has been a good opportunity for you just to pause in your own walk with God, to reflect, to look back and see what God has been doing, but also get excited about what he's going to do moving forward. It hasn't been the most conventional of messages, you know. We've been talking a lot about other stuff that we've talked about this year. But we want to just leave with you this encouragement. And this encouragement is from the book of Titus, chapter 3. And um, Paul, the author of Titus, says, you know, this is a trustworthy saying that you can really rely on. And it says this. It says this is Titus 3, verse 3 to 8. It says, once we too were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Wow, that's powerful. So I hope as you hear that, as you read those words that you might just be reminded today of the magnitude of God's love, Mm. that he sent his only son to die on your behalf, Mm. and that he's risen from the dead. Jesus isn't in the grave. We serve a risen Savior, and we're invited into a saving relationship with him. Jesus stands at the door and knocks. That's what the book of Revelation says. He wants to come into your heart. He wants to come into your life. He wants for you to experience genuine belonging, genuine peace, genuine love, real joy, Right. He wants us to experience a life that is complete and is whole. And that's not going to be fully realized till we go to heaven with him, but it's a journey that he wants to invite us onto right here, right now. And so as we close today, Lockie and I both want to just really pray for us as a church, for you as an individual, each person here in this congregation. You're a child of God, um, and God's got a future for you. Yeah. Uh, an eternal future in a place where there's no more uh, viruses, no more sickness, no more growing old, no more death. But he's also 
promised us to be with us and to lead us until we go home with him. And um, never forget that. He's with you. And, um, you know, don't fall into those traps, those things that seem so good, as that uh, scripture said at the beginning, you know, those traps, you know, of, of consumerism, of, of lust, of the flesh, the things that we are so often sucked into that we know won't give us real joy and happiness that God can. So um, let me pray with you guys. Let's all bow as, as Lucky and I pray. Lord in heaven, I just want to thank you for this church. We reflected today how you've led this church for many, many years. You've led us and you continue to lead us. But Lord, it's, it's only as we allow you to lead. And we as humans sometimes, we want to kind of take the reins and, and, and give direction but Lord, we just pray over the vision for this church. We want it to be your vision, not ours. And so, Lord, may you empower us as, as a body of Christ. I thank you for each person that you've led here today. And we pray that each person can be part of that body. If it's not here at Narang, whatever church you're part of, I pray that they can see that they have a, a God-given gift and, and talents and spiritual gifts to um, make the church whole and complete, to do the job you've called us to do, and that's to spread the good news, to draw our community into a loving relationship with Jesus. And so, Lord, whatever struggles and discouragement any of us have, Lord, may we sense your presence, may we throw out the fear that so often can come, and may you fill us with your spirit, and may you empower us to be like the disciples in Acts 2 that went out sharing the good news of the gospel, and that your, your, the numbers were just um, transformed. Many people came to know you and your kingdom was fathered. And Lord, may we do that here in the mission you've given us. And may we do it by using this model of knowing God. May we find freedom. May we discover purpose and help us to truly make a difference. Yes, Lord, may we grasp the magnitude of the love you have for us. Just how deep it is, how wide it is, how far it goes, Lord. You sent your son to die for us, Father. We don't take that for granted today, Lord. Lord, there are many here that want to recommit their lives to you right now in this moment. And for those that do, Lord, I just pray that you would fill them with a deeper sense of peace and joy than they've ever experienced. And knowing that they're right with you, Father. They don't have to strive for anything. They don't have to earn anything. Because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross, we can have righteousness right here. Right now, Lord. May we be moved by love. Moved by love to go, to change the world for your glory, Lord. In our workplaces, in our classrooms, in our schools, in everything, Father. In our homes. May we just bring you to that place, Lord. May your, may your presence fill us. May it move us, may it change us, and may it change those who we encounter. Yes, Lord. We ask for this today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.